It was like a big old fart in a spacesuit. Welcome to the Beat Around the Bench podcast. Podcast about woodworking, good times, and general jackassery. With your hosts, Jess of Jess Build It, Colton of Colt Crit, and Ross of RNC Woodworking and Design. You can find us all on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Now for today's episode, 33 and a third, The Naked Truth. For today's guest, we are joined by Jeff Henke of Maker's Way out of OKC, otherwise what? known as the Blue Collar Jeremy Renner. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Man, that voice. That Brandon Fraser. Smooth voice. Well, thank you. Oh. oh, see, that's the thing I said when I met yeah. him. It's like crazy. I call crazy. it the, uh, the chocolate milk voice. Oh, and, yeah. uh, if we and, if we ever make it, it'll be because of that right yeah. there. <laughs> You're going to be able to hear it right there, but we have like the uh, our rock intro. Uh, behind it, so it, it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Beautiful. Yeah, it I, heard, I listened to uh, I listened to a little bit of the Dunlap episode, and uh, yeah, probably half of uh, you were the other one. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. I don't get Very to listen nice. to enough podcasts right now. It's it's I used to listen to a lot, but now it's just like I'm I'm working and I have to Ditto. stop and rewind it because I'm trying to remember what yeah. you just said. So yeah, I yeah. listen to Katy yeah. Perry yeah. and just rock on, you know. There you go. Dude, I feel yeah. you. Man, I, I fell off the boat recently. I mean, I always listen to ours. I'm trying to get better at it, right? But um, as far as listening to other ones, man, I just recently got back into it, like last two weeks. But hey, so this is our Thanksgiving episode, right? This, this will air right. This like, will, right the day Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everybody, this by will, the way. Yes, this will go live on Black Friday. Right. That's right. And you know what? I'm freaking thankful for, for all you guys. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Uh, oh, I'm glad thanks, we uh, crossed paths at some point. Yeah. Uh, shared some beers and some good times and get yeah. to make some uh, some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for you all. Ditto. Very much so. So yeah. on that note, what's the story, Jeff? I mean, how, how'd you end up here, man? On the podcast specifically? Sure. Or Let's on start Earth? there. And then <laughs> we'll, we'll rewind to the, the very beginning. Okay, so uh, 1984, my parents, uh, my dad had this 1957 Chevy Bel Air, and that's how I was made. Good for him. Nice. What a classic. All right. All right. I don't think so. okay. When a mommy and a daddy love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, my dad had that car, and they were cruising the streets, you know, street racing, whatever they did back then. And uh, my mom saw his car, and that's literally how – they uh they met was because of that car. Does Makes he still sense, have man. the car? Yeah. Uh no, he got rid of it because I was expensive as a baby. So so you really no, he got rid of it. Fun. I think he had it. He may have had it when I was young. I think he got rid of it before I was born. So mm. military so, uh, stuff moving around a lot. Yeah. Uh, Are you the oldest or an only child? The youngest. Yeah. The youngest. All oh, right. Yeah. Of two. Youngest like you two. Yeah. What's the age gap as a brother or sister? Five years older brother. All right. Yeah. Wait, I think I knew that, but I, I don't know how you. Know. I have a sister that's nine <laughs> years older than me. That's a it's a big gap. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, definitely an accident. It's always interesting people with with large age gaps in between. Uh, my wife has a ten year age gap between her youngest sibling, but she has four siblings. So, I mean, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Every two years. Yeah. Time, Every two years, popping them out. That time of two years. Yep. Are they Catholic? 
No, no. Um, oh, okay. Just, just thought. barely. Uh, it's, it's, you're in two months for <laughs> So, Jeff, in in, I guess the other part of the discussion to fast forward at least two, three years from the Chevy Bel Air. Um, <laughs> if, for those who who do not know your work and your fantastic furniture building, can you give everybody an elevator pitch to those who are new to your world? Um, I build. I would say affordable mid-century modern furniture. Um, I never grew up with money. I don't like building. I, I can buy, build high-end stuff. I have built high-end stuff, but I, I like to set my target prices for you know people in in my shoes. Um, I think for the price of something from like uh, God, not Wayfair. What's the other West Elm? Yep. You could you could buy something that's way more durable and will last you a lot longer. I'm not trying to get rich off building furniture. I just, I enjoy it and it pays my bills. Um, I started building furniture January, 2021. Um, I was in historic home restoration for five years, almost six years. I helped helped a friend start a company. Um, Got screwed over. You know, you know, the old story. Oh man. Uh, I hate to hear that. Shoot. Yeah, I got screwed over in 2020. They did a lot of shady stuff. They don't really do that anymore. They pivoted their business. I'm not going to bash them or whatever, but they sure. absolutely suck. Uh, so then I kind of spent six months just trying to figure out what to do, helping other friends. I have a lot. I met a lot of friends in in the in the uh, the trades industry, so I would help them on different things and. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I was like, I have all these woodworking tools. I learned a lot of carpentry from these just amazing master craftsmen in the field that have been doing it for at least 300 years each. And uh, had all these tools. I was like, I might as well start a woodworking business. So, of course, I started building things for Etsy and didn't sell one. Oh, not you. one. <laughs> Yep. And uh, to the choir, man. Yeah. But I started selling on uh, Facebook Marketplace and I uh, came across some walnut plywood. And I was like, oh, was, I need a new TV stand. I'll make myself a TV stand and I'll make my parents' TV stand. So I bought some plywood, made that. And I was like, I think I can make some money off this. So I think that was in like November, December 2020, something like that. Uh, I posted my first for sale ad, I think early January. And then I got COVID and Mm. I was sick for six months. (laughs) Oh, you got like the bad COVID. Yeah. Yeah, The real COVID. Oh, shoot. uh, It was like, it was like sick in bed, can't move for two weeks. Then just feel like. That's what felt like crap. And, uh, (laughs) Oh, it's all good. But, uh, and then two weeks later, get sick again. Two weeks later, just feel like crap all day. And it, it went on for about six months. Um, and then had some other just crazy my life my my life those that one solid year from losing my job to uh, <clears throat> not being sick anymore was just a disaster. Um, finally, stopped being sick and started building furniture consistently. And started seeing a little bit, you know, still struggling financially, but, um, you know, I knew I could do it. So, hell yeah, uh, kept kept 
you know, soldiering on. And then my favorite furniture designer, furniture builder, I guess, uh, is here in Oklahoma. His name is William Graber. He is so unbelievably talented. His work is beautiful. He DM'd me and offered me a job. And I was like, this is a dream come true. Well, he's like an hour away. So that, I went mm. and worked for him. I, I worked with him for two days and I was just like, ah, the drive is just too much for me. And at that point, I started getting more and more requests for furniture. Um, but man, his his level of just attention to detail is something I strive to have. He so is, let uh, me let me ask that on uh, as a quick sidebar, and I don't mean to distract your story, but um, you were mentioning earlier that you try and target your furniture to customers who would be in your shoes. So trying to keep mm-hmm. it as an affordable version of mid-century modern. What would you say when you went to his shop as somebody that you idolize that his attention to detail is so high, what would you say differentiates your furniture versus his as far as the quality to be able to maintain the price point you're at? Or are you just operating at like club store level margins? I don't pay attention to detail at all. I throw rocks and gravel at the furniture after I'm done. Well done. Um, I, I, I don't believe say, that for a second. Hey, sorry. I would say, I, I've been, yeah, I've been holding my true. tongue. I, I think that you calling <laughs> your stuff not high end is ridiculous. I, I've seen pictures of your work, man. It, I, I, I know. Like I for you to tell me on here, like, I, I never checked the prices of it, but yeah. like for you to tell me it's cheap blows my mind. Just by the way. Sorry. Keep going. I mean, I, I sell like thousand dollar dining tables. You know, it, it's, it's, pretty cheap for I mean, not walnut obviously but i try to help the customer you know if they want a white oak dining table I'll, I'll just be like hey have you seen what ash looks like because it looks extremely similar and it's half the price so i try and try and help them with with that or like you know they want a specific size round table and they're like i need a eight foot round table like how many people are you trying to sit at this table because you only need to sit six people. You don't need a table that size. I can cut the price down. You know, I was in sales for the majority of my life, um, not because I like screwing people over, but because I like helping people. And yeah. if you can help people and still make a living at it, I think there's something really commendable about that. And and I always strive to to be able to help people with that. Um, the difference between I would say Graber's furniture and mine, you know, some of the design elements. Definitely, he makes these just amazing, beautiful pedestal bases, and you know, I, I want to get to that level, but um, the you know, it, it takes time. He's been doing it for 30, 40 years. Uh, uh, I would say, as far as attention to detail, you know, he he goes over every piece with a raking light, you know, multiple times, and just he knows that it's perfect and still goes over it. You know, if I if I know something's perfect. I may go over it another time or two, but I'm also aware that my customers, my demographic, they're looking for it to get done in a timely manner and be good where if there's an imperfection, they'll never notice, you know, with, with Graber, he's, he'll notice and it'll bug him until the end of time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I get that, man. Um, I, I feel the same way about my board sometimes, man. You know, I try to make them like a, Real fancy furniture pieces, I like to think about it, but but yeah, if it's something they won't notice, maybe um, if I'm pushed on time, I won't do it. I get no. that. But so really, you're more of like a uh, you're almost like a consultant 
to your customers. And I try to, yeah, I try to, I try to, you know, bridge that gap because a lot of people, you know, so my name Maker's Way um, is based off customers often don't know what they want. So you have to kind of show them the way. And usually it's the maker who knows the product better than the customer. So it's kind of the maker's way. I'll, I'll make it my way. And I guarantee that you'll like it kind of thing. Yeah. I, I'll, inter- I'll interject there. So I had the guy just exactly that come to me just last week and he wanted to make a bed and he found these things and he's like, well, I guess you're going to make it out of pine. And he's like, this is supposed to be 12 inches. And I went and measured at the home Depot and it's 11 and a quarter. And I'm like, yeah, it's cause it's dimensional number. I said, tell you what, why don't you let me make it out of maple? And he goes, Oh, is that a lot more money? And I'm like, no, it's not. I was like, you know, and you only needed to be three quarters of an inch thick. And so he's like, Oh really? And you know, he yeah. was like so excited and got it in his price range and a much better product yeah. uh, for what he needed. Yeah, and totally you know, the customers will pay a little bit more if they know, you know, that it's going to last them longer. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty upfront with all my prices. I don't try and hide prices from customers. You know, it probably runs off a lot of customers, potential customers. Um, I sell primarily on Facebook Marketplace, which a lot of people hate. But you have a marketplace full of people in your area that are searching for things that you build. You know, and a lot of people can't deal with the rejection, but I mean, if you've done sales for, for a month, you understand <laughs> oh, yeah. who knows you get one. Yes. So I'm yeah. used all, to all it. three of us have worked sales in the past. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, some of us still are. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess we all are really. Yep. When you break yeah. it down. I only get yeses. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, if you get too many yeses, your prices are too low. So. Yeah. But <laughs> so they just say, yes, your price is too high. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Oh, another thing. Um, as far as like from the sales mentality, uh, oh, whenever you are, you know, you're sincerely, sincerely wanting to help the customer, right? And I think that whether it's conscious or subconscious, people recognize that. Like they really do. They can tell, like, especially when you get them on the phone, like they hear your voice and, or just like your tone through an email. People Absolutely. know whenever you are honestly wanting to help them and not just make a buck. And yeah. I, I think that goes a long way. So I used to, yeah. I've taught sales in a lot of different aspects. I, I've had a lot of jobs. I told Colt, I've had a lot of jobs, mostly sales. Um, and I've done a lot of sales training. And I've trained people how to do a lot of sales. So one of the first lessons I, I teach people is, is every, every customer that walks in your door or hits you up in your DMs or whatever, every customer that walks into your door Treat them as an opportunity to make a new friend because worst case scenario, they don't buy from you. You make a friend. Best case scenario, they love you. They're like, this guy is amazing. He makes cool stuff. You need to buy from him. So, I mean, it's just, just in life, you know, treat everybody like that. Treat, treat the barista at Starbucks like that. Treat everybody you come across like that. It's amazing how much easier dealing with people is whether it's your barista or just your customers when you're not an a-hole <laughs> it's, I, I find it I mean, astounding the amount yeah. Of, yeah the <laughs> amount of people who like go into a situation and i it's, it's almost worse when people are at a restaurant and there's a waiter and something goes wrong and they just go nuts 
on the waiter. And it's like, do you yeah. think the waiter messed up your order? Is anything? Yeah, yeah your food's a little cold, and the waiter's yeah. just like, I think I'm gonna hold this plate just a little bit longer so it's too cold yeah. for the customer. Because this yeah. guy, let me tell you, yeah, people. I have found that, and and this is this is what um, it goes along with your sales thing. First of all, people sense empathy, a hundred percent. They don't even know they're sensing it. But when I used to talk to customers at the store that I worked at, the girls would talk to them, and they had it. The sale was iffy, but I would come in and start asking them like very detailed questions and trying to find out what they needed, not what they wanted, yeah. because they might want something that they can't afford, or you know, trying to figure it out and or have this idea in their head, but then it's, you know, going to be outside and it's not going to work. Like, you know what I mean? Like they have no idea what they're asking. They just saw it on Pinterest. Uh, But when they start seeing that you're like serious about it and care about it and you're empathizing with what they're trying to accomplish, it's like, just here's whatever we got to pay, you know, it's fine. I mean, I don't want to build some furniture for somebody and then in one year they hate it. They just want a refund or anything like that. I, I just don't want that. I've had a couple unhappy customers. I tried to help them out as best I could. I think I've only had one customer that truly just hates me. And I tried, I tried to make it out to them, but you know, you can't make everyone happy no matter how hard you try, but yeah, you definitely try to try to see what they really need, you know, cause people want a Ferrari, but a Honda Civic is all they need, you know? Or can't afford. Anger can't yeah. afford. Speaking of which, I wanted to say before I forget, I really love that. I do mid-century. Well, I did some mid-century stuff, and I like all your stuff. But I really love that, like, I don't know what it's called, I guess. It's like a coffee table, and it's got the three circles and, like, the legs that come up. Oh, And then yeah. you did, like, a white white stripe on it. It's, I just love that. Which one? Which one is it's got like three like semi like circles and they're at different heights. And then you got oh, like yeah, the yeah. So that rounded was a, legs. Yeah. Nah, we don't talk about that. That was a blatant ripoff of uh, West Elm. I think. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've seen that table before, but not exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I get a lot of people, a lot of customers send me pictures of things. Um, and I don't know, you know, before I learned how to use Google reverse image search, I didn't know how to, find out where they came from and things like that. So I just build them. Um, I built something that was very, very similar to a fellow maker. Um, and I just came across him I think two months ago and I built this piece two years ago. And, uh, and uh, I was like, I messaged him. I was like, Hey, uh, thank you for the follow. Um, but I have to admit, I, I totally ripped off one of your designs. I didn't, I didn't know at all. And he was like, Oh, no worries. Just, you know, don't do it again. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and people have, people have built things similar to my stuff and I don't really, man, make it, sell it, make more profit than I am. Good. Like, I don't care at all. I could have a next door neighbor that's like watching me build stuff and ripping me off right there. I, I don't care at all. Like if you can make it for cheaper and make more money off of it and make more customers happy. Good. So strangely enough, on that note, um, a few years back, Pottery Barn had made this wall-hanging gift wrap center, and it was just something to organize all like your gift wrapping stuff. And they only made it for one season, and then I had a customer come to me with a picture, and they were like, Pottery Barn made this last year, and they don't make it anymore. Can you make it for me? And I was like, 
Sure I can. Heck so I yeah. just went off the dimensions on their website and I made it. And that was like two years ago. And I made the one and I just put it up on my website as, hey, this is something I've made. In the past week, I have no joke gotten seven requests for people to have me make them this pottery barn thing because apparently they're all looking for it, but they're nowhere near me. And I only charged basically like my cost for it because it was such a simple piece. But like the shipping on me putting it all together and getting it to these people is going to outweigh the cost. So I've been trying to find other people uh, who live in whatever area these customers are at to send the plans to and be like, here, go ahead and make this for them. Uh, but I, I don't want to like advertise it because I literally just made the plans off of what I saw on yeah. Pottery Barn. So I feel you on like ripping it off, but not, but yeah. they don't make it anymore. So I mean, it's, I think as far as like big companies, I kind of look at it like Robin Hood, you know, I, I don't really yeah. care about big companies as much. Like oh, if, of course, if, they don't care. They don't care either. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Not if you I'm make making one. Yeah, two screw the big things dogs. that they make hundreds of. They don't care. Plus, yeah. you know, I'm using real yeah. wood. They're using particle board. It's fine. Yep, and press wood. Yeah, <laughs> and and even that with the other makers, like people are going to show you something, and they could be on the other side of the country. You know, like I mean, and Just the like, person that's contacting you is close. So, yeah. Can you, yeah. can you all I don't hear Jeff? anything you're saying. Yeah, Jess is cutting out on us again. Man, I feel like he was about to get into something good right yeah, there, too. I know he's about to share like the knowledge yeah. of the world. <laughs> but, dude, I, I had some concerns with someone uh, ripping off uh, these LED boards I've been making, like these LED cornhole boards with like the yeah. resin and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the what? Oh, well, so I, uh, what was it? Yeah, I, I got tagged in a video. It was on TikTok. And, uh, but you know what? The guy tagged me in it. He's like, Hey, a customer came to me with this guy's idea and he tagged me in it. And, uh, this is how it went. And he did a process video on it. And, um, you know, I've always come at it with the mindset of like, it's not a sum zero game, right? Like everyone can win, right? Like there's not like a finite amount, so we don't have to compete with our brothers and makers. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I got my, uh, ELE, everyone love everybody mindset, got put to test whenever this guy started making these. And I hate to say it, like whenever his video didn't do as well as mine, like it, at first I was relieved. And then I was like, what a shitty thing of me to wish unsuccess on this guy. But yeah. Yeah. Jesse, you back? I'm back. Can you, Oh, he's back. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm back. So, Yeah. So in other news, uh, Jeff, what's, uh, what's exciting? What's like, where do you see your business going as we're moving oh. forward? Oh, I, I guess where I wanted even, to go. I didn't even finish, uh, my story. I had, I was completely sidetracked. I mean, you had like 30 more years in between when we started and <laughs> where we were at. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, wait, we're, we're in the backseat of the, uh, what was Bel Air, Chevy uh, Bel Air. Uh, okay. Okay. Technically, it was a, a Nomad, right? Chevy Nomad, uh, which is like a wagon Bel Air. So they had more room. Sure was. Um, yeah. Great baby making opportunity so. in there. <laughs> Ross, are you a car guy? Uh, I know enough you about them to, to it's a pretty, get in trouble. Pretty common. Yeah. It, it's yeah. like one of the hot rods. So if, if yeah. you guys were car right. guys, I actually, 
my dad and I are restoring a 1948 Ford F1. So that's cool. Hey, there you go. Um, no shit. Yeah, that's yeah, cool, man. Put retro, yeah. retro mod. It's fitting on a 2000 Ford Explorer chassis. So I'm going to have four wheel drive and all the amenities and stuff. So are you going to put some like uh mid nineties, uh, Firestone tires on that Explorer chassis so that the they just randomly fly off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that nostalgic <laughs> effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Live life on the edge, man. Come on. Live a little, dude. Let's you're not go. worried about your life every second you're driving? Are you even doing it right? Totally. Yeah, right? Um, oh. Okay, so after after I worked with Graber, well, I, worked with, I was there for two days. Um, I went back to my shop and I started. I didn't even know that there was a maker community at this point. Um, I had just started an Instagram like changed the name over and everything. And and I just got an Instagram because I wanted somewhere to show my pieces to customers. So, um, I, uh, I think like Christmas time, that was like November ish, 2021. Um, in January or February, I started noticing that other makers, people on Instagram doing things like me and, and you guys and, uh, came across sawdust talk. I mm-hmm. think yeah. yeah, you guys may be familiar. Um, and actually Kyle, the guy who started that, um, started following me and I started realizing there's, Oh, there's people in the community. Um, so I got with that. I guest hosted like their third episode or something. And then, Oh, you were there from the beginning. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Great, I saw man. the first, the first episode for Heck sure. Yeah. Um, and then I watched them for a little bit and then they wanted me and a couple other people to jump on. And I was on it. I was a, a host for, God, I don't know how long that was, uh, months, a year, I think about a year. Was it still Instagram live back then? Like yeah. When, when yeah, it first yeah. started? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all Instagram live. And then I started me and a couple other buddies started doing this bad shop advice, which is our little podcast thing that we, we did. And then I started doing it with some other people because the other guys just got busy with life. Um, and then we stopped doing it again and we may bring it back. Who knows? Uh, What's the best started, bad shop advice you ever gave? Um, man, I'm giving so much bad advice. I don't want to <laughs> measure, yeah. measure once, cut twice. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say safety fourth. Yeah. There you go. Probably, yeah. yeah. Safety fourth. Um, Heck I yeah. Mean, that's Wait, kind I think of I've real. seen, I think I've seen something from that channel. Maybe. When's the last time it was active, man? Uh, I mean, we randomly do stuff. Uh, we were talking every okay. every Monday. We've been talking about coming back and doing it. It's just a live show. We have people come on. It's not guest driven. Um, it's kind of audience driven. So we also bring people in for a segment called Seven Minutes in Heaven. And then we kick them out mid-sentence. Sometimes at three minutes. Sometimes at five minutes. Sometimes at seven minutes. Um, we did it to... Uh, God, we had uh, 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 Nick from Phantom CNC and Stone from Onefinity on to talk about CNCs one time. We just oh wait, yeah. you set up like a uh, like a like a battle, like a SmackDown. No, I mean, one after another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, oh, I love that. We, you should have done it like wait, American Gladiators. Right <laughs> yeah, we had, yeah. <laughs> we had uh, uh, a couple bigger names pop on there. Um, Steve Ramsey, like Queen Elizabeth. 
Oh. Yep, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Steve Ramsey yeah. said he wanted to do it one time. Um, we still we never got around to doing that, but so anyway, you ever get Norm but, Abrams on there? Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll get a uh, Bob Vila, um, other famous woodworkers. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so I started when I started doing bad shop advice. I just started getting my face out there on Instagram more. <clears throat> and then uh, Johnny Builds, if you guys are familiar with him, yep, he started following oh, yeah. me. I'd been following him for a couple years. He's in Oklahoma City as well. Uh, he started following me, and then he posted something about wanting somebody to help him in the shop with recording and building and stuff like that. I hit him up, and I ended up working with him for about a year and a half. Um, for the first six months, was part time. I was still doing my business. Uh, and then we decided for me to go full time as his cameraman and help him with building and stuff. Um, but as of like two, two or three months ago, I stopped working with him. Uh, we're still friends. He just wanted a professional videographer <laughs> instead of a, sure. a builder who can hold a camera. Um, I can edit decently. You know, I make decent reels. Um, I made all his reels uh, and helped grow his Instagram in like a month, grew it like 50,000. So, you know, wow. Yeah. I, I spent probably a solid week doing nothing but researching reels and what works, what works for specific people and like the style and did a lot of trial and error and kind of figured out a, a thing that works. Um, it's not guaranteed to like make you blow up or anything, but it's, it's good for consistent views. It's not, great content but it makes non-woodworkers you know their eyes latch onto it for a little bit longer so yeah dude what great experience man <laughs> like uh having the opportunity to like it's like you said full-time it's my full-time job to focus on this yeah. and then now to be on your own doing it on your own yeah. like what what an amazing opportunity that that that's one of a kind, man. That's really cool. It's, it, it was fun for sure. And I mean, me and Johnny became pretty good buddies. Um, I got to have a lot of cool experiences, meet a lot of cool people. Uh, I mean, hung out at Jimmy DeResta's house and had pizza with him after Maker Camp last year. And I love pizza. Old house. Pizza's the best. Mm -hmm. I had pizza for dinner. Pizza's the best. Mm -hmm. There you go. Pizza's so good. Oh, I, I got a little side tangent. I hope we can come back to where we right where. Oh no! But, I mean, um, I, I, just, I I did. I had the opportunity to ask Jeff about <laughs> pizza, and uh, I asked them the uh, the pinnacle of pizza questions: pineapple on pizza, yes or no? And um, his spot response was uh, amazing. Actually, it was a uh, it was right on line with the ELE. Everybody love everybody, you know. Jeff, what did you say? Five nine. I don't um, remember things like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was something about like uh, you know what? If somebody likes pineapple on the pizza, great for them. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny part. Oh, you're like, man, I I'll, I'll even prefer sardines. So Antones. I'm not here to kink shame whoa, whoa, anybody. Antones, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember I said, uh, is there a difference? Yes, sir. Uh, yes. Very. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is a difference. I want to salty fish, right? Yeah. But. No, I just said, yeah, if somebody wants pineapple on their pizza, man, enjoy the experience. Do whatever, you know? I want people to yeah. have fun. Why eat pizza if you're not, you know, loving it, you know? So I can't judge because I prefer anchovies on my pizza. Yeah. Or bursts yeah. of salty, fishy goodness. 
Uh-uh, no, no, no. That's not one thing I don't like. I'll eat a hot dog on there before I'll eat Jets, that. you live on the coast, man. I, I don't, I've that tried is... it several times. It's too salty. Too salty. Oh, too salty. Man. It's like rancid. No, no. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't salty, it'd just be like canned fish. Yeah. So, I'll eat yeah. sardines. I'll eat sardines, especially with hot sauce, but not. You ever not, get the little not. cans of sardines with the Louisiana hot yeah. sauce already mixed in? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Oh. Put them on a, no, on, a on a cracker or something. It's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's high protein. I've had some flavored Viney weenies. We used to or Vienna wieners. <laughs> I, I think it's what they're supposed to be called. Like I grew up calling Viney weenies. Vienna beef. Yeah. Vienna beef. Yeah, those are all beef hot dogs out of Chicago. And they're they're made by they're Chicago. Yes, they are. Oh, dude. <laughs> all right. So so back to your back to your you were doing videography hmm. and then what. Um, yeah, doing videography and then, uh, you became a Chippendale dancer. Tried, didn't last, (laughs) didn't last. Uh, I got a, I got a joke that's not rated PG 13 for that. So I'll refrain. Um, (laughs) yeah, Johnny hired a professional videographer and, and I was like, you know, maybe this is my opportunity to go back to, uh, building furniture. Um, before I started working with him, it was, it was starting to take off. And uh, now I have kind of a different outlook. You know, before I was like, oh, I got to I got to save this sandpaper because, you know, I I can't afford to use another piece. And Johnny's kind of uh, he's like, if you need to buy something, just buy it, just flip and buy it. Just cut that. Cut that. Yep. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, if, if something calls, if something's called for and it's worth it, buy it, you know? And, and I definitely wasn't doing that before. I'm like, Oh, I'll just use this old sander and, you know, not, you know, hate my life while I'm doing the Makita. The Makita. Hey, I still love my Makita. I used it today. Oh, I, I have a Makita. I, I saw you have a festool. Now we had a big talk. About I have that a, the other I have day. a Mirka, a Mirka. Now. Mirka's. Oh, oh you're Mirka. You team Mirka? Yeah. yeah. All See, right. I, I am too. I just can't. I can't spend the money on it right now. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Ross is Team Merca. I'm Team Festool. You and, would be Team Merca uh, if you used it. I think. I. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm sure it's a great sander. I, I, I would love to actually have a uh, a sand off Merca for like my finish sanding, and then yeah. the uh, the Rotex Festool for like my get or done sanding. Yeah, I have yeah. a. I have I a, the Bosch. That. The Bosch whatever Rotex knockoff. Um, and I've used the Rotex. Oh, I didn't a lot. know they made one. Oh, yeah. It's like less than half the price. And in my opinion, yeah. it's better. You know, I hope Sedge doesn't uh, hear that. But I, I like it. I like it more. The, the Rotex gets hot. It gets real hot when it's rolling. Really? And, the way you uh, like it. Bosch, yeah. So you like, it's loud, you like the Bosch. You like yeah, the Bosch. I like the Bosch. Do you have the oh, dust I, extractor? I like, no, I have a, a old rigid shop vac. And I have. And that uh, works. The. Uh, shop vac and the tool plugged into one of those little outlets that turns it on for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, do you really? Uh, yeah, I, oh, so I have the I have the, the Merca and I got it from Johnny Builds because it didn't work and it's been sitting in his shop for like three, four years. So he gave it to me to throw away and I was like, I mean, do you mind if I just keep it? And he was like, what are you going to do with it? And I was like, I'll send it to Send it to Mirka, 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 whatever, and uh, see if they can fix it. And for the price of a Festool, they fixed it for me. 
Oh, jeez, no Louise. Way. <laughs> I mean, I, I use the, uh, I don't know the the names of the Festival Sanders, but the not the cheapest five-inch sander, but the other one that's kind of lower like profile. the ETS? Yeah, I think it's the ETS. ETS. The one that is a five-inch, but you can also put a six-inch pad on it whenever they're the same sanders. Um, I think I like that more than my Mirka just because the the balance, you know, the, the Mirka is kind of heavy in the back. So it's a little uh, thick with it. She said, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any brand new. Ghetto, Nobody, I'm, I'm with that joke. Right? Ghetto booty sander. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you have any funny stories from, um, from you and Johnny? Puts you on the spot. Dude, we get Sorry, so go. many funny stories. It's, I mean, most of them are probably not PG-13, just. Oh, uh, forget it. Like, yeah, like, yeah <laughs> tell that's not. Who cares? I don't know. We'll, we'll bleep, bleep out the bad parts. I mean, we, we, God, the, the editing room floor on some of the, some of the, the videos we did is just full of like dick jokes and. Can you say that? <laughs> that's probably going to get bleeped too, right? Yeah, it's okay. No, it's uh, not. No, no. <laughs> that's PG. No, no, I mean, the, hey, PG thirteen is just for the, uh, the 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 big curse words. Oh, okay. Like um, we. Uh, I was about like, to list them off, but I like one eighty two made a whole right song about it. Workbench con last yeah. year. We uh, we. I was on Instagram and I saw, I can't remember what company it was, but they had this phallic shaped slab and I, I, mm-hmm. I sent it to Johnny and within three minutes he texted me back and said, already bought it. And then we did a video <laughs> and it was probably his worst video just because it was just one big dick joke, like the whole thing. <laughs> and if you haven't watched it, just go, go watch it. It's worth a watch. Um, it's bad. But it's so funny. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just the whole video, like not even God, probably 80% of the stuff we recorded didn't make it into the video. It, it was, it was bad. <laughs> I, mean, the whole video. I love it. And he said it's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's uh he's got a YouTube About, like, channel. You said, like, two years ago. YouTube.com slash Johnny builds. You occasionally okay. see me in some of the videos. I think my last video I was in more of the video than any of the videos I was helping them with. But hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was, it was last cause it came out right before WorkbenchCon Cause people at WorkbenchCon were talking about it. Like this last year? Yeah. yeah 2022. All right. Yeah. So uh, Jeff, uh, one of the things that we've started doing with some of our guests is actually doing a get to know you rapid fire question session. Oh boy. Okay. And yeah. Jess has kind of become like the quiz master on this. And I wondered if you'd be up <laughs> to having us learn a little bit about you. Fire away. All right. So uh, hopefully yeah. it looks my like internet... Jess is frozen from my screen. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> Oh no, he's hopefully, there. Hopefully, it doesn't freeze up completely. I was actually just going through all of these um, and trying to number them because I have so many now, and they're like all kind of like not numbered. So one second, okay. So Ooh. the goal of it, uh, yes. Jeff, is to answer as many questions as you possibly can in three minutes. Okay, answer them honestly uh, as best as you can. Don't get hung up. The the, or unhonestly, I mean, either way. I ramble. Well, or so whatever's funniest. Or whatever's, I know, what, whatever, 
puts on. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to do There's that. There's a hard three minutes. I'm on. not going to do that. How many you, questions can you, you are get a, to? Yeah. <laughs> you're in. You're in control of your own destiny what? tonight. The most anyone has ever guessed <laughs> is 17 in three minutes. Okay, the most Wait, anybody has so that far was, uh, has got is 17. That was Luke in the garage, right? Now these guys got that was Luke, right? Uh, third. Yeah, and you guys, right. the guys did it last week, and they got 13 in a minute and a minute and a half okay. or two minutes, two minutes. Something so, like that, it was, yeah. two, it was two minutes. Um, it was two minutes. So the first Let question when you're before ready we to, start the rapid wait. fire. Now, does the question I haven't started start the rapid fire yet. Does the no. timer start when the first question He's going to say go, or when and I'm going to read. Yes. Oh, okay. When I, when I start, Wait, this, he's going to start it, then I'm going to start reading. This no, no, is, no, this is about you. Uh, oh, okay. This has nothing to do with woodworking or anything. All right. Dude, I hate talking about So my, this is I'll just this quick. Ir- irreverent, <laughs> completely irreverent. <laughs> okay. Do you want the Wait, Jeff, first? Are you, are, are you competitive? Am I competitive? Yeah. Are you competitive? Uh, I wouldn't say. I, I like to I like to win. You seem competitive. Not, You're asking I'm all the questions. I'm just do this. I mean, oh, I think you do. are. You, just, <laughs> you think you aren't though? Okay, okay, okay. We'll, so, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, so we are going to ask you tonight a set of questions that have not been asked to anybody yet. I don't think. Uh, I don't think they're overlapping yet. So you've got about 120 to go through. Let's see how many you can make it through to get back to where we started from. Okay. Okay. And I will go with Ross for the timer here. Starting in three, two, one, go. What's the silliest thing you've ever gotten emotional about? Man, probably selling my first my first piece. Okay, if you were a pizza topping, what would you be? Anchovies. Uh, if, you had a, <laughs> if you had a time machine, would you go back in time or visit the future? Uh, I'd go back in time. I don't want to ruin what's the funniest. Experience. What's the funniest thing you've seen a kid get, do? Man, I've seen, I saw a kid sneeze and shit himself at the exact same time. It was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> if you were a flavor, what flavor would you be? Orange, because it's a color and a flavor. That's right. If you could have uh, dinner with any fictional character, who would it be? Fictional? Um, I don't know, probably. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah! If oh if, hell yeah. yeah! All right. If you were a ghost, <laughs> where would you haunt? Uh, probably my childhood home. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> if your life was a movie, what songs would be on the soundtrack? Pick two. What songs specifically? Um, mm-hmm. Probably. My heart will go on. Um, by, by Celine Dion and uh, and uh, the Thong Thong by Cisco. Absolutely perfect. That's oh, the, those are mine. Actually, uh, would you rather have fingers as long as your legs, or legs as long as your fingers? Oh, fingers as long as my legs, because then I have more legs. <clears throat> What's the most interesting thing you can see out of the nearest window? Uh, uh, my kitchen. Okay. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pizza. If you were an Olympic athlete, what sport would you compete in? I wrestled the majority of my life, so I'd probably say wrestling. Okay. What's the most unusual place you've fallen asleep? 
in my wood shop, maybe. That's not really that unusual, okay. is it? Okay. If you could add a word to the dictionary, what would it be? Uh, Hinkster, my last name, I guess. Hinkster. Hinkster, okay. I don't know. Uh, and let's see what else. Uh, what's the best Wi-Fi name you've ever seen? Um, I mean, my Wi-Fi is Bill Y the Science Fi. <laughs> that's pretty good that 25 pretty seconds good. Uh, if you had to wear a hat every day for the rest of your life what kind of hat would it be my thinking hat ah, if it. you could replace all the, gla- all the grass in the world oh. with something else what would it be cotton candy alright five uh, seconds if you, could be, if you could be any character from a book or movie for a day who would you choose Cadmus Everdeen Oh, okay. there you go. Very good. Oh. So you Very answered many... 18 questions. Yeah! Oh, yes! Yes! Jeff, do you get the reference first off? I don't hear it. I don't. What do you mean? Uh, Owen Wilson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't hear so, it. Uh, Donnie, Donnie builds CNC. I, I nicknamed Owen Wilson because when it's moving, it's a big avid five by ten. It's like, wow, no. wow, wow. <laughs> so we, even, we even put an Owen Wilson sticker on on the uh, oh, so spindle. That's awesome. Please tell me you made a reel about that. I did. Yeah, I made a reel a long time ago. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, I, hmm. I can't believe I missed it, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, All Jeff, right, so learn us something. You ready? The This week's Wood of the Week is what I have never heard of and I have never seen, but I'm very interested in it after doing a deep dive on it. Look down in the shower. Canary, canary wood. And no, I did not see a canary in the shower. A canary wood. Uh, so canary wood comes from South America, from Panama down to southern Brazil. Uh, it's pretty hard. 1,500 on the Janka hardness scale. You know, and before we get to that end part where is something famous ever been from Canary Wood, I'm assuming some musical instrument has been because that's a lot what they make it out of. But a lot of people make pens out of Canary Wood. It is, if it's quarter sawn, it's kind of like zebra wood, but on like a lighter scale with like red and and like yellow. That's where it's, that's where they're getting the canary from. Pale yellow to orange, darker reddish brown. Dark streaks through it. It's very sharply demarcated. I mean, they're like, you can see them really strong um, in it. 
I did kind of get a little bit like some different answers because, for instance, um, some other places call it Canary Whitewood. And then the one that we're talking about is Centralobium, right, from the genus Centralobium. There's some other countries that call other types of wood canary wood. Like in Australia, there's Eucalyptus molucana and Neclea orientalis, Leichhardt's pine or cheesewood. They all call that canary wood over there. Ooh. So I think that's kind of more of a descriptive thing. What a lot of people know it as is uh, tulip trees is where hmm. where it comes from. So Indian mulberry. So there's just a lot of different little things. It's kind of like the acacia thing we were talking about the other day. But acacia just has to do with yeah. what type of bud that it gets really more than anything and the type of flower. But it could be a bunch of different mm. different things from different places and it looks different. So anyway, uh, but mostly it's from Brazil, Paraguay, Uruguay. And um, it's gorgeous. Like shimmers... I like want to make something out of this canary wood stuff because it's one of my like new favorite woods that I've seen and you can get your hands on it. It's not that expensive. I mean, it's in the upper price range, probably around eight to $12 a board foot, depending on, you know, what size you're buying, but pin blanks are cheap and like stuff for cutting boards is cheap. It's super hard. It's harder than maple. I mean, it's, it's super strong. So, and it says it's pretty easy on your, on your tools. So there you go. That's impressive. Now, canary you know, wood. I, I, one word. One word, by the way. How many and, canaries oh. have to die to make that wood? I do not know. I do not know. Maybe they like fertilize the ground around the trees. Oh. and that's Do the trees migrate like a canary? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I'd like to see a migration of the canary, canary wood trees. <laughs> is is there like a, an interesting... Out interesting fact about the canary wood or like something famous? You know, that's what I was saying in the beginning. I couldn't find anything famous that everybody made out of canary wood. Uh, what I will say is that, where was that thing that I found? Um, canary wood is said to have good acoustic properties. So they make speaker enclosures out of it and like real oh, high end entertainment systems because hmm. it's so uh, dense. You know how they use MDF a lot. Well, this is actually yeah. naturally that dense. So, um, and that's about all I could find. I couldn't find anything where like what my, my guess is if you, if I really spent a long, long time on it, I could probably find a famous guitar or, or something like that, that was made with canary wood. So, uh, that's the best that I could do. So, all right. All right. Interesting. Uh, well, normally we would jump into some trivia here, but unfortunately we're, little pressed for time this week because of the upcoming holiday and things associated there within. Uh, but being that we're getting into the holiday and family are coming around, it's an op- opportunity for a lot of us to imbibe on some really good drinking to forget about the family that's coming to, to hang out. So in that note... <laughs> or, yeah, or at least to, uh, to handle them. Yeah, if you will. so but, with that in mind... In a more civil manner. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, are you, do you partake in the brown goods from time to time? I would say a little bit too much sometimes. Excellent. I don't know why I just did. Wait, wait, are, are we, I just did a grout yeah, mark thing there. Whatever. Are we yeah. talking about women or alcohol? <laughs> yes. Are we talking about women or alcohol? <laughs> yes. Okay. Either either way. Yes, I no, like me, I like my coffee like Jeff I like have, my women, black and full of booze. I uh, I, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. My wife's and on that I'm, note, I make I make the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let, on that note, let's jump into the wood of the week. Oh yeah, whiskey of the week. Of the week. All right. Oh, yeah. So the whiskey. Lay it on me, brother. <laughs> Sorry about the I'm odd sorry, intro there. there. Uh, so last week's whiskey of the week was the Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey out of Tennessee. So Colton, you as you're showing me here, you were able to procure it and did a dandy. Dude, it it, it dandy pretty good, brother. I gotta say, I do gotta say, it, it did dandy very well. Um, really like to personify what this whiskey did to me whenever I. First took a pull from it, right? As it um which for the first pull on every bottle, no matter how fancy it, it's coming straight from the bottle. Mm-hmm. One on the lips, right? And then I I'll analyze that and then I'll pour it into a glass, let it sit for a bit, then try it again. And then I'll make a cocktail with it, right? Yeah. Is this room temperature and, or is this chilled? No, uh, room temperature. Room temperature. Room temperature. Okay. And um so this one, like whenever I first took a sip of it. It was like a big old fart in a spacesuit. Ooh, delicious! But not, <laughs> not, not with the, the helmet way, on or right, off. <laughs> helmet on, helmet on. Okay, okay. That's the whole point of it being a spacesuit. Otherwise, it'd be like farting in the bed. But but <laughs> um, <laughs> but not in the typical way. As a, you've heard the southern phrase, um, you're about as useful as a fart in a spacesuit, right? No, and uh, I'm sure Jeff has. He's Oklahoma, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, but no, not in that way. It's like you rip this dank ass fart in your spacesuit, right? And it, it at first it's like, oh sh, oh heck, it's coming, and it you it, taste it. it. it it's kind of like it almost <laughs> like it like pokes all the corners of your mouth, right? It's like sharp, but then you're sitting there in your own, <laughs> you're sitting there in your own filth. Right. And you're like, oh, I kind of like my brand, you know, like, like, you know, it's like smelling your fart, you know, like kind of like some people like smelling gasoline, you know, when they're when they're pumping. Right. The car. Right. I, got I am you. so, you know, I am so going to tag Uncle Nearest in this post. <laughs> <laughs> How we're recommending this whiskey. Oh, my God. But, but no, I, I really did love it, though. Uh, it it. it it does come on strong. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, 93 proof and wow. it, 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 it does have like some malt behind it, but it's got a lot of punch and which I, as anyone who's listened to any of my other reviews, I, I like some punch, right? Mm-hmm. I, I like a whiskey to show me who the heck it is and like, how, whatever it's strong. I like it. And, um, but then it kind of smooths out and then, and it, it's decently dark in color and it's, uh, yeah, I liked it. So as far as the rating, I, I'm going to put it like a, oh, a seven, eight. Okay. Seven, seven, and, seven um, point eight or seven, two, eight. Seven point oh, okay. eight out of 10. I like it. Out of 10. And um, yeah, which coming in at under 50 bucks, at least here in Houston. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good rating for it, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, this was a neat one. I, I would love – so I got the Uncle Nearest 1884. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the date, but there's the next date up is good, and then there's a rye. Yes. And I would like to try the rye as well. Uh, I think it would 
like just judging from this small batch whiskey, I would love to try, see what that rye does. Okay. But well, at a later date. Good news. The whiskey of the week going into next week is the Few Rye. Now, Few is a small craft distillery out of Evanston, Illinois, uh, Evanston, Illinois, just north of Chicago. And I can honestly say it is the only rye whiskey I've ever had that literally gives you the the mental image that you are sitting in a Jewish deli just chomping <laughs> on a hunk of Jewish rye. Like, it is so heavy on the rye that I want to get your take on it because oh, I God, love I me a good you. rye. But this is one that it's, it's kind of like overboard. Like, you feel like you're sitting there and you're going to have like a nice Jewish lady who's like, have some bread. And you're like, oh, I'm already full. <laughs> you you don't love me. Have some bread. So, um, uh, so It sounds like uh, my grandma, man. Yeah. Oh, she work in a deli? Oh, uh, oh. oh, yeah. What cocktail no, do no, you no. make? Oh, I forgot about the cocktail. Yeah. She does so make I a hell of a pastrami, to, though. Yeah. Uh, so I went back to the uh, Boulevardier. Okay. Right? Which, you know, it's got the Campari and the vermouth. And this was the first cocktail I actually enjoyed that had vermouth in it. There you go. Right? And like, or at least a sweet vermouth. Yeah. You know, I've always liked the, like the, what, the dry vermouth? That's what you call it, right? Yeah. Um, I've always enjoyed that with... Uh, gin but the sweet vermouth has been challenging this one turned out very well um well did i do the uh the boulevardier with the um the abuna last uh you remember. did the boulevardier with the jp weiser's 18 year old canadian oh i did it with a canadian mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Heaven, we all I got you. Well, I yeah. it makes sense because I definitely <laughs> like it better. <laughs> definitely like it better all. with this one, but, but yeah, this is very tasty. And um, oh, but this time one thing I did different that made it a lot better was uh, I actually had a real orange peel. Yep. On the last one, I had like a clementine peel. You did. So that's what we had. I tried to make an orange peel. Yeah, basically, <laughs> throw some potpourri in there, basically. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I realized how much of a difference it is whenever you take the orange peel and you like, you know, you squeeze all, like you uh, pinch it and you squeeze the juices out and you light it on fire yep. above the cocktail. That actually makes a big difference. Huge difference. A big difference. Like, especially with the Campari, like it, it it's like back and forth and it went really good, man. Awesome. And I'm glad that we got legit oranges this time. Nice. So. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, Jeff, I'll have to make you one, man. Uh, I'll, I'll bring some uh, cocktail stuff to make your can or not the workbench, can, con. Uh, workbench con. I'm a big, yeah. right now I'm on a uh, Mezcal old fashioned kick. So, Ooh, oh. what Mezcal are you using? Oh, I'm trying different ones. I don't have like a favorite yet. I just started, just started uh, testing the water. I was drinking Manhattans a lot. Uh, and then I was just like, ah, you know, old fashions, Manhattans, they kind of, get drank together often, maybe mm-hmm. in my circle. But um yeah, I just decided to do a Mezcal old fashioned. It's kind of an older, older like I mean it's a Texas style old school drink. So Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's smoky, nice and smoky in there. Yeah. yeah. Nice. No no particular well, I, I, I do a I do a lot of old fashions. Yeah. Um, I even did like some weird takes on old fashions, right? True like, story. You know, the Canadian whiskey instead of like the uh, the sugar water or whatever you call it. Use maple syrup. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll use maple syrup, yeah. right? And then um, I added lemon to one of them. And uh, but 
Dude, uh, are you making these cocktails yourself or are you uh, getting them at a nice cocktail bar? Yeah, different bars I go to. Um, I don't really want to buy. I mean, I have Mezcal. I used to work at a liquor store um, on the weekends because I just hated having nothing to do on the weekends. So my entire checks went back into the liquor store. So I have I mean, thousands <laughs> of dollars worth of liquor just sitting in there. I have, and another job I had uh, uh, was buying and selling gold. And I had guys that we used to buy coins from me and they used to kind of try and get me to call them first when I got like a rare coin and they would always give me gifts. Like I got a bottle of Cristal one time. I have a oh. bottle of 21 year Macallan just sitting in my, you know, I, I got some nice liquor that I don't really drink scotch that often. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. occasionally, you know, but, okay. um, as far as mezcal, I don't have too many crazy mezcals. So, I think just maybe. Yeah. Well, I feel like mezcal is a very broad liquor. Yeah. Like um, I, I have some neighbors and uh, they still have family in Mexico and they went and visited and they filled up a unmarked bottle from a, a keg of mezcal. And I took a swallow of that uh, straight from the bottle and it whipped my yeah. brain. Oh, it's aggressive. Like it, yeah. it, it is different. And then you go to like a fancy cocktail bar and they'll have a mezcal that's like yeah. a nice top shelf. <laughs> And like, uh, like they, they both are like, I don't know how to say it, but crazy weird on your palate, mm-hmm. right? There's super deep. Um, it's it's but, like you combined an Isla single malt with the tequila. Like it's, it's just yeah. something you wouldn't, yeah. it's like, it, it's the offspring of somebody from Scotland marrying somebody from Oaxaca. <laughs> and like that child is just very confused. That's a good description. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like yeah, it can be either like a well above a, a Lafroig, whatever, or um, a bottom shelf yeah. Lafroig. Yes, so just uh, work yeah. it on. We'll just get a bunch of a bunch of liquor and just party it up. Yeah, dude, we we should go to a, a cocktail bar while we're yeah, there. Yeah, see if they got a paper plane and see if they can make a good paper plane. Or an aviation. Yeah, another classic. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know what either of those are. Just go ask. Yep. Bar, ask yeah. if they hey, can you make a paper plane they'll probably say no <laughs> unless they grab a napkin and fold it for you so yeah. this is true <laughs> so uh like, jeff one of the quiet. things that we typically close out each show with and uh, you said you listened to a couple episodes uh we like to close it out with a nugget a little bit of information that either you would give to all the young woodworkers out there or makers out there or if you could talk to yourself when you were first starting out with the knowledge that you have now what piece of advice would you give? So if you want, you can think on that. Or if you have something that comes top of mind, feel free to blurt it out. But if you want, we can share ours and then you can share yours, whatever you're thinking. Oh yeah. You guys go ahead. Okay. Gentlemen, do you have one? Mm. Yeah. I had a great one. I'm trying to remember it. Okay. Just, <laughs> you can for me, uh, so I actually have one. Uh, it is, it is more situationally based than anything else, but whether it is in the shop or whether it is in public, um, keeping your calm and your cool during a not so fantastic situation can end up helping things go by that much easier. Um, my little backstory, I went to, um, my, to a family friend's wedding down in Eastern Kentucky this weekend and on my drive home from Eastern Kentucky, um, my alternator decided to stop working just south of Indianapolis. And uh, I live north of Chicago, so I was about halfway home. 
and uh, eventually my car just died. And luckily, I thought through things, and rather than panicking because I had the family in the car and trying to push through, uh, I thought through it, pulled over to an auto parts store, took out the uh, took out the battery, did a fast charge, got enough battery to get over to the dealership. Uh, but it was a Sunday, so I had to just leave it there. Ended up having to get an Uber to the airport to go rent a car to then drive home the rest of the way. Uh, but thinking through the entire situation, I didn't panic at all Like during all that. I was able to think rationally through it, what was going to be best. And then I also, uh, to save myself the trip on the way back, because I thought I was going to have to go back and pick up my car because they weren't going to be able to work on it for like a month at that dealership. Uh, I actually ended up saving myself time and money and I was able to hire a company to go get my car and bring it up to my local dealer to be able to repair it. So, uh, it saved me time and money to just stay cool in the situation all the way through. So whether it's in the shop and things are going South very quickly, uh, unless you are currently, uh, in the midst of bodily harm, stay cool, stay calm, and you'll be able to think your way out of pretty much any situation. Yeah, man. Usually being a hothead doesn't solve anything. It's like when you're really no. pissed yeah. off and you're you just like walk and catch your belt loop on everything for no reason. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dude, the door I, handle. I cursed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, every time you, you let your stress get to you. Man, I, I did. I did curse at a uh, stairwell like rail. Is that how you say it? A stair- yes. Stair- sure. Stairwell. Yeah. I cursed yeah. at a stairwell the other day. Yeah, I will say that. <laughs> wasn't a big fan. I of have that. a fun story for another episode about the cabin we stayed at in the eastern hills of Kentucky. It's uh, very Breaking Bad in those parts. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. The old stabbing cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So anyway, yeah. who's up next? Uh, I'll go... I, I have another one, but I forgot what it was already. One thing that I will say is it's not as bad as you think it's going to be a lot of times. Like I had this job that like, you know, like it's just sitting in the back of your mind, like for weeks that you have to do something and it's just going to be like the worst sinking thing ever. And you just, I'm going to lose money, like all these things. So we had done this kitchen and they had taken out all the cabinets after we put them in because they decided they were going to put them level with the backsplash that was there. Not by the way, they still removed the bottom tile level with the backsplash that was there instead of level with the floor. Right. So, which was not what we agreed on and nobody told me about this. So that's not so bad. Cause she didn't even say anything about having a guy like reinstall them, which he actually didn't finish. And they're going to probably wind up calling me to fix it again anyway, because now all the baseboards are, you know, five eighths off the floor, but whatever. Um, and he tore off all the toe kick and everything that was all painted and like nailed and fuddied and all that stuff. So that's her problem now, honestly. But <clears throat> some jackass, when he was putting the cabinets back in, either had a tool rig on or a belt buckle or something, and they're white cabinets. And guess what he did? He was stressed and caught it on a door handle. Well, yeah, he rubbed it. He rubbed it. You can literally see where he was leaning against it and rubbing on the front of all the drawer fronts uh, at the top one all the way around. And so now it's my problem to go back 
And she goes, well, this paint scratched really easy. I was like, it was a metal buckle. Like, you know, <laughs> it was either his, it was tool bag or nail thing, you know, whatever. It was probably his belt buckle, to be honest with you. So I said, look, I said, I'm sorry about the part where they had to move them. I'll take some responsibility somehow for that, I guess. And we'll come in and we'll paint them. So I'm thinking I got to read. And I already had a hard enough time painting them. I got there and it was like nothing. It was so minute. It was so nothing. But the, in the customer's the, eyes, it was massive. She was, oh. she was like, I was like, she was preparing for a fight and I didn't give her a fight. I said, I'll come repaint them. That's fine. Good. I mean, what am I, what else am I going to say? You know, like I don't want a bad review online. Yeah. So, and she just, she had just lost like half her house in a flood anyway. So I really wasn't going to, and she was a cop, a captain as a matter of fact. So I really wasn't going to mess with her and she's been sweet. Um, so anyway, I said, yeah, I'll come get them. And then the other guys, I guess, supposed to finish the, the bottom part. So I got the doors and then the, the, you know how like on a sink, the top two drawer fronts are faux. Yeah. They're like fake drawer fronts. Well, I didn't notice it, but they were just off, like just not perfectly aligned. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were just off That's like terrible. maybe an eighth. And, um, <clears throat> but she noticed it and it's right there by the kitchen sink. Well, they put the kitchen sink in before I had a chance to fix it. And it was a deep well sink. So there was literally an inch and a half in between the sink and the back of the face frame, which is where the screws are that hold those those on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was able to kind of get my hand in there with a, a tip and a pair of pliers <laughs> and loosen it enough to push it up and then kind of tighten it back down. And, that, and then I kind of bend it up a little bit. Anyway, it was fine. So you're saying you use just the tip? And it was perfect. I used, for I just, <laughs> I used just, I had to use a two inch tip on one, and then just a plain single one inch. A little on bit another. of finger action so, too, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. There a you lo- go. A little bit. Yeah, I squeezed <laughs> it really hard and used my fingers. That's right. So anyway, I got it. I got it. I got it. Get her done. Touched up. I put the handles in. We put some face frames in around her where her cavity goes, and it really wasn't that bad. It was more that it was in St. Petersburg, and that's 45 minutes from the shop, so there's a lot of driving. But but it's beautiful in yeah. St. Petersburg, so you had and, a lovely view. No, oh. no. So the this not this part. So anyway, so everything was fine, and it was when I walked in, I was like, "Wait, where's the damage? Like, what's going on?" And then you have to get like really close, and you can see it. So, um, I shouldn't. Well, have done in a way, that. I kind of appreciate her attention to detail. Yeah, and, she, and that's, that's fine. You know, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And I don't have a problem with that either because yeah. – but I said to her they weren't scratched when I left, you know. But yeah. point being, she was willing to pay for it. Okay. And I said oh. no. And I said no. I said no, you're not going to pay. And that will that. get you know. further and repeat business. Yeah. Absolutely. Than well, she's got a friend. You right. She, yeah. The, 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 there's a friend of hers that wants some cabinets down the road. Um, she, I think my price was a little high for her cause she picked stained cabinets mm. and they're a little more pricey and a little harder to install. Right. So we'll see And she wanted me to build a custom bar too. So that was kind of tricky, but anyway, we'll see what happens with all that. But anyway, I should have just not let that upset me. And it was just a thing, right? It's just a thing. Like if you go to go cut a sheet of plywood on the table saw and you know you got to cut it at this dimension, you don't fret, oh, what if the table saw messes up? What You don't think about it because you've done it a million times. And I've painted cabinets a million times. So that got thrown into the mix and um, everything was fine. Everything awesome. was fine. And they're happy and 
and that's it, you know, and who knows what else that'll turn into. Cause she's still got a lot of work left on that house. Yeah, Cool. So that's, that's a little nugget. All right. Nice. That's a little nugget. Yeah. I, I got one, uh, lead off, uh, before we get to Jeff's. Um, so when working with resin, especially if you're doing like a resin inlay on a project, um, I guess this would come more handy specifically when you're selling products, especially if they're repeat, whatever they uh, it's really handy to keep a thing of your, the fast hardener, the total boat fast hardener on hand, right? You're not normally going to be working with this resin uh, typically, but it, <clears throat> in a time crunch bind, it gets me, it's gotten me out of a lot of binds, right? Like, uh, Say there was like one pocket on some of these cornhole boards that had like a little dip in it, right? Mm-hmm. I can do, I can use the fast hardener and like within four hours, I can sand it, right? Like it's not going to be fully cured for another 12 or so, but at 12 hours or four hours, it's workable, right? And it, it's a great thing to, uh, yeah, you know, get you out of some uh, tight spots. But yeah, the uh, and I, I've never found another company that has a fast hardener like this. Like uh, obviously, every company is going to be faster or slower, but most of them are on either either like a super deep pour or they're like a twelve hour like before you work with it. And the yeah, the total boat fast hardener. I mean, it's crazy. You can pour eight ounces of it, eight ounces of it, and you know mix it with the hardener, and uh, within about eight minutes, that eight ounce cup will go exo. Right. And it'll just start producing heat and it'll be gumming up. And hmm. yeah, it's super fast. But yeah, it's a little nugget. All right. Technical, but. I like it. All right. How um, are you, Jeff? What do you so got? Th- you said this is either to the people out there or to past Jeff. Yeah. 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 Right. Giving yourself some advice, man. I'll, go ahead and I'll do that. If you guys could uh, just unplug your headphones, I'm going to talk specifically to past <laughs> Jeff. Yep. Listeners, stop listening. <laughs> Sometimes it's going to. I almost dropped the F-bomb. It's going to suck to get out in the shop. And sometimes it's too cold. Sometimes it's too hot. Sometimes you don't have motivation. Just get out there. Just get out and clean the shop. Sweep up the duct. Yeah. Sweep off your table saw. Just get out there and get started. Because one thing I have definitely dealt with is, you know, just I, I wouldn't say necessarily procrastination, more just straight up laziness. And as soon as you get out there or out here, I guess, just get started. It it makes life so much easier. And when you have to do this or get to do this as a full-time job, you got to find those ways to, to get out there and be motivated when it's just you. No one's really relying on you to clock in. Just get out there and make some cool sh- stuff. Make some cool stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah. Bro, I feel that, man. Especially Are you listening? I told you to turn your mic off or your, your headphones off. He, re- he uh, reads uh, lips. Uh, uh. Just to me. He reads yeah, lips. Yeah, I read lips. Just so you know, I, I'm a bad listener too. But <laughs> hell yeah, dude. I feel like, especially through like burnout, which I've yeah. been struggling with yeah. this last year, man. It, uh, yes, yeah. Like, like just getting out there is the, the hardest part, right? Like, yeah, um, they say the same thing with hard. working out. Yeah, I'm in my shop for eight, 12 hours every day by myself. You know, my my wife and son will come in occasionally, but I mean, 
it gets tough after a while, you know, yeah. come in, immediately kick on some music, come in immediately, just start. Oh, I'm going to move this box of table legs or stack of table legs that I have for customers out of my way. You know, just get out and do something, something so minuscule. It'll, it'll get the, the old juices flowing. There you yeah. go. I will, I will add to that. Like, one of my some of my best times in the shop are when it's not a work day. So <clears throat> my shop's not at my house or anything. So those are my only like, <laughs> So to go like on a Saturday and you don't like there's no one, no customers coming, nobody's going there, and to like turn music on and like maybe have snacks and stuff, and you're like, you know what today we're doing? We're cleaning. We're organizing and like, oh God, that shelf I've been meaning to hang and that bracket I've been meaning to put up and that air hose I've been meaning to install and, you know, the uh, the machines need uh, like greased or whatever it is. It's like the and punch you just list go stuff. In there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and then you know on Monday you get to go in there and it's all clean and everything's ready to go and like it looks nice because when, when I'm, I'm very – I get very anxious when I have a lot to do those kind of things start to get pushed to the side and then it gets messy yep. and then, and then the messy makes it slower and so on and so forth. Right. And everybody yep. loves working in a nice, clean, organized shop. You can find everything yep. and you don't have to clean off everything. I love that. I love that so yep. much. Awesome. Oh yeah. Well, Hey, before we uh, start to close up, uh, I did have one thing sure. that at maker camp, Jeff, right. It was me, you and Morgan, with uh with stone finity yeah yeah oh sorry one fi- i just said stone yeah. oh my god one finity and our we had an idea and i think it's revolutionary and we're about to put it on the <laughs> air right now right now we'll see who finishes the episode yeah <laughs> so so we love going to maker camp right we love going to workbench con um they're freaking expensive, right? And they should be because they offer a whole lot of stuff, a lot of teachers and everything. But a lot of people go uh, just for like the uh, the camaraderie, right? The hangout. And so we we had this idea, and the the name of it is Maycation, Maycation, and um, where we all just somehow meet up in some area, um, Mexico, you know. All Got inclusive. all the logistics down already. All yeah. inclusive Mexico. Yeah, we'll, sometimes somewhere. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll meet up in a, in a field in Oklahoma and uh, just just do the camaraderie part. My and, yeah. <laughs> That's Bro, all you we do try, yeah. You, you want to do some DMT? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so vacation, I, I think it could catch on. And um, there you go. It's out there. It's in the world. <laughs> and uh, I, I think we should do it. I'm excited. Uh, I'm picturing like later spring. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We need someone to donate us a ranch first and um, or just uh, some use of time on their ranch. And um, yeah, we'll figure it out. I, Any I think buildings get, on this ranch or just empty field? I mean, if we could throw out some uh, some porta potties, man. If it is just yeah. a blank field. Well, what about yeah. like what about like an all inclusive in Mexico? Wouldn't that be more fun? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but that's unlimited booze and pools. I think that would be pretty vacation. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go to Mexico. Not that expensive, right? Yeah, they, they, they have Florida. a few. They're very expensive. 
very ex- yeah like sand yeah it's super I'm, med. I'm poor I don't know Cl- any of that. Club yeah, med I, I was about to say the, the, the all inclusive thing med- like I mean there's so much money in woodworking right like that's why we're all in it it's just a, a um, dude you yeah. can do an all inclusive for $69 a night it's cheap how much? Oh, that's like sixty nine a person a night nice. if you put two people in a room. And of course, it's sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, well, seventy nine, whatever. How many of those sixty nines do you have to do? <laughs> uh, every day, you have to do it every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a mouthful. It's all you can eat, baby. It's all you can eat. <laughs> so, oh God! And you can drink if you're into that. Yeah. So Jeff, yeah, the flight would cost more than your stay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, if people wanted to get more information about you or contact you in any way or start following, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, my Instagram is makers underscore way. Uh, my website is makerswayokc.com. Um, my OnlyFans is OnlyFans slash Makers Way. There's actually a link. Just click the <laughs> link in my in my Instagram bio. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, are you not are you not under Hardwood Daddy anymore? No, no, no. I had to get that. Oh, that was a copyright issue. Yeah. Make it oh, that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to unfollow that one. Yeah, my bad. Okay. Yeah, they it was actually with a company. They fired me for being too cocky. <laughs> uh, by the way, on on that on uh, that note before, <laughs> on on that note before we end, on next week's wood trivia, we're gonna be talking about how hard your wood is and how hard Ooh. everybody's wood is. Oh, so a study up on how hard wood is. So it's not PG-13 anymore, is what you're saying? It, it, we're going to be talking about it from people from different countries, everything you can think of, and their wood. How about Excellent. that? <laughs> how about that? So, Jeff, thank you very much for joining the podcast. We hope you enjoyed thank your time you. here. We enjoyed having you. So thank you for <laughs> gracing us with your presence. To all the listeners out there, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button wherever you listen to this podcast. And thank you very much for tuning in this week. We hope you enjoyed every second of this episode. If you didn't, please send all your complaints to our nudist colony loving legal team at Full Salute Legal Associates, where their motto is, we're so good we can shake your hand, carry a cup of coffee and a dozen donuts at the same time. For Jess, Colton, and Ross, this has been the Beat Around the Bench podcast, and we will catch you all next time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe only like two donuts. <laughs> <laughs>